Hello and welcome to this latest episode of the Merseyways podcast. I'm Sarah and I'm from Liverpool City Council's communications team. Today you join me in a relatively quiet side street in Liverpool City Centre near an underground car park. This is the car park that Carl Smith used to sleep in, waiting for cars to arrive and then crawling underneath them to get the warmth from the engines. Carl was homeless on and off for more than 30 years and began sleeping rough from the age of 14. We've all walked past people sleeping rough on our streets and you probably wonder, is anyone actually doing anything to help these vulnerable people? It's a really complex issue. Rough sleeping is the most visible form of homelessness, but not all rough sleepers are homeless. Some do have somewhere to stay, but they choose to sleep on the streets to beg or because they are attached to the lifestyle. Conversely, there are homeless people we don't see who are living in temporary accommodation. They have a roof over their heads, but they are still homeless. The City Council is fiercely proud of how it tackles the problem, investing more than £20 million a year to support people and families in crisis. £1.5 million alone is spent each year on trying to get people off our streets. Money goes to the Whitechapel Centre and to Labrie House, which, if you don't know, is one of the few night shelters which operates all year round. A further £3.2 million is invested in the prevention of homelessness by helping people into hostels or into permanent accommodation. But the City Council needs support, it can't do everything on its own. Both homelessness and rough sleeping in the city are on the increase. Today I'm chatting to two people involved in introducing a charter which encourages the city's business sector to take some responsibility for the problem of homelessness. Ray Brooke, who is the Chief Executive for the Community Foundation for Merseyside. So what I want to do is to engage with the stakeholders in the private sector, the businesses in the Liverpool City region, who I knew would have an interest in this issue because it affects their business. And I knew a percentage of them, at least, would want to do something positively to try and help address that issue. And Reverend Crispin Paling, who is the rector of Liverpool. We want to do something from a moral perspective here that, um, never mind the commercial, we need as a city to address this issue. I'm also talking to Carl Smith, who inspired the business charter and shares with us his experience of living on the streets. You feel less than, you know what I mean? People make you feel like you're not an ordinary human being. You're not even allowed to exist. Hi all, and thank you for joining us today. Just to set the scene, we are currently sat in Liverpool Parish Church, which in April was home to a major conference on homelessness. Crispin and Ray, you were involved in organising that event. Can you tell me why was the need to do it, how it came about? Okay, go on, Crispin. (laughs) Well, it all started in Costa Coffee, actually, didn't it? But but I think just before then... the, we were putting in a sculpture, and the sculpture, which is in the grounds of uh, St Nick's Church, and anyone can come and see it at any time, it's called Homeless Jesus, and it's a bronze sculpture of, of a figure lying on a bench. And it's a really provocative challenge to the passerby about what we do about homelessness. And we felt we couldn't put in that sculpture without doing something uh, positive, and we could just raise some money. But actually then, then Ray and I had coffee in, in a coffee 
shop and, and we had another idea. We did, yes. Um, the Community Foundation for Merseyside was celebrating 20 years of existence and in that time it distributed over £40 million to charities and grassroots community groups. But we didn't just want to have a celebration of 20 years and give ourselves a pat on the back. What we wanted to do is focus on a key issue in our community that affects each and every one of us and homelessness and rough sleeping. The visibility of that and the increase of that was something that we felt we should utilise to mark the need in our community and, and put a spotlight and, and a focus on that issue. So there we were in a coffee shop and we thought, actually, let's, let's do a conference. Let's do what we can deliver, which is uh, bringing people in, bringing people together. Well, we've both got a convening power and, uh, and we approached different stakeholders, public stakeholders and that. So that's obviously Joe Anderson and uh, the City Council, but also the City Region, um, the police and a whole range of uh, voluntary and charitable sector groups. And, uh, and they all came together in April uh, for a, a day conference. Yeah, I think um, my background uh, prior to coming into the third sector was in the private sector. And so what I want to do is to engage with the stakeholders in the private sector, the businesses in the Liverpool City region, who I knew would have an interest in this issue because it affects their business. And I knew a percentage of them, at least, would want to do something positively to try and help address that issue. So we use the likes of Professional Liverpool, the Institute of Directors, uh, the bid to reach out to all of those companies in the Liverpool City region to invite them to the event and on the day we ended up with 170 attendees with some key business leaders not only participating in the event but attending the event and wanting to take action after. And I think what I love about this is that there are all sorts of reasons why businesses would want to do something about homelessness. Uh, we've heard comments about how when people bring investors to the city, uh, they're coming out of Lime Street Station, walking down, and the first impression people get is of people on the streets. And so we could say there's a commercial advantage, there's uh, something about the visitor economy. But, you know, in the end, I think everyone we've had around the table, um, I don't know if Ray agrees with this, wants to do it because it's the right thing to do, that actually we want to do something from a moral perspective here, that um, never mind the commercial, we need as a city to address this issue. Yeah, definitely. And Carl, you were at that event and had a bit of a star turn, really, and a massive impact on the attendees. I'll be really honest with you. Um, I, I was surprised at the audience, and I was, um, I was happy. Surprised in what way? Well, surprised because of the influential people. You need to be honest with you, not there's, there's something something wrong in society. It's raining homeless people. Literally, you can't walk up and down the city centre without tripping up and falling over somebody that's homeless. I mean, it's heartbreaking. It rips you to pieces. And I've gone through that process off and on since I was fourteen. So you're talking late seventies, early eighties. It was a mind-blowing experience, but like um, you come from nothing, you'd expect nothing, but the people I'm bumping into on the street, there's a kid that's sitting talking to outside next, he puts a sign up, looking for work, ex-army, and he has his army serial number on the card, you know what I mean? I want to cry when I see that, I literally want to break down and cry, I sit and talk to him, now when I first seen him, he was like, every one of us here, normal, clear speaking, Hopeful still, even though he was on the street. He was waiting for a place and speak. I think that's where vets go. I'm not 100% sure, but I know 
this I'm going by what this this man sold me. Uh, it was like a six month wait or whatever it was. Uh, long story short, um, within three months, this kid's a raging drug addict because of a nightmare and a horror and a feeling of like loneliness. You're bereft. You feel less than. You know what I mean? People make you feel like you're not an ordinary human being. You're not even allowed to exist. So you're throwing away like rubbish on the street. Just a bit of paper, one for you throwing in your bin. That's a human being. That's somebody's son. You know what I mean? It's just being thrown on the street like he's garbage. Yet he's fought for this country. You know, what, what's happening there? Why aren't people more outraged? Why aren't people screaming? I mean, it's, be honest with you, um, since the austerity show, this isn't just a political show because it's gone on for years. You know what I mean? It's just that you don't see it. We hide from people. We don't go and jump in your face. I know people who have just been saying this to Gary here. I know people that have worked all their lives just to exist. I've watched it, I've seen it. You know what I mean? Slowly but surely, they go into like um, hostels because they can't afford the rent. They really can't afford to feed the kids. They starve themselves to feed the kids, yet they're working. Nowadays, now it's, you've got food banks everywhere. It's the same thing. He's just humiliating people and embarrassing people that they have to go out and beg. Because that's what you're making people do. You're making them beg just to exist. Now, once they get that ashamed of begging just to exist, they stop asking. You're scared to say that little word that means so much. Somebody comes to you and goes, help. They haven't just gone like, oh, I can't deal with this. Help me. The trauma that they've gone through just to ask that word of strangers is so devastating. Just to, like, acknowledge them. Sorry, get a little bit emotional. Just to acknowledge them and you help them. You're so gratified. You're so, oh, you're so appreciative. To explain in words, it's hard. But you're so emotional, so scared and so frightened that you've had to ask for that help. You feel... You've, you feel like you've, you've destroyed your humanity. I'm not a human being here. I can't even afford to look after my own family. I can't afford. And that's an affordability thing. If you ain't got money nowadays, nah, you're on the street. You're less down. People will look at you and elevate your perception of life then is skewed permanently. You know what I mean? So... You're, you're going to be so happy that you can just exist. What's all that about? Where'd that come from? Yeah, I think... When did that become a thing? That, that, that's one of the key points that was made at the event in April. You know, we're the sixth richest country in the world, and yet we have people on the streets, you know, feeling like they need to 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 be there, to, to, to beg, to look, to ask for help. And, and how do you... Um, how do you kind of marry that up, you know, when, when, when there's such wealth in this country? And I think one of the key points that came out of crisis and the research they did is not only is, is there a moral obligation, as Crispin mentioned, but there's interdependence. So if for, in order for us all to flourish, we have to make sure that the least um, 
you know, the most disadvantaged and those who are struggling in our community are supported. Um, otherwise, we don't all flourish. There will be an impact. The businesses will have an impact. Um, you know, as Carl said, walking down the street and seeing people on the street, it will have an emotional impact. Um, so we have to make sure that everyone in our community is supported. How long did you live on the streets for, Carl? I've, it's been off and on. I had a little uh, dip my toe in and that. I um, your social inclusion. Um, because I couldn't um, sustain a job at affordable um, wages that I could afford to pay for myself. It was like, why bother? Why am I even trying to be part of society? If you've excluded me, why am I trying to be a part of it? And, and then you get to the part where you're like, you'll feel included for a little bit because you can afford to pay, but you can't afford to access the services that are on offer. You can't afford to go on holiday once or twice a year. You know what I mean? It's like, look, yeah, I'll give you a for instance, right? My niece has kidnapped me last week. She just turns up at the can with my nephew and my sister, the four of them. You know what I mean? Man, I get your bag packed. So they're packing my bag for me. And everything. I'm, I'm like, where am I? I'm fuming, if I'm honest. You know what I mean? I'm a bit of a loner. I'm an isolationist, you know what I mean? So, like, I, I am. I'm, I'm really angry. They've rented a room. You'd go in a hotel, most probably, and that, you know what I mean? I don't know. But they've rented a room for us all to stay in in Blackpool for two days, you know what I mean? That's my first, I'll say holiday, right, but I feel it bad to say holiday, uh, but that's my first holiday since the late 80s, where I've actually been somewhere where I don't have to worry, I don't have to embarrass myself, I'm with my family, you know, family, say, never seen them for 30 years, not, you know what I mean? And like it sounds little to you, but to me it means more, because they treat me like a human being. They know my faults, they know my problems. They don't care. You know what I mean? I'm a human being, first and foremost. And that's where people lose their thread. The end of the day, if you can keep that little bit of humanity, I keep saying this to people, and it sounds so blase and that. There's someone sitting there on the floor. Cost you nothing to go. Morning, you're okay. No, have you got any spare change? Sorry, lads, I haven't. Yeah, I'll tell you what I'll do, I'll get you a cup of coffee. Or, no, but you look after yourself. Just that little bit of contact keeps humanity safe. I mean, even though you've lost everything, you're sitting in a gutter. You know, people don't just get up of a morning night and go, ah, I'm going to lie down in the street. It's so much easier than life. There's a process, and the process is the biggest nightmare you'll ever go through. Were you offered help when you were on the street? Uh, to be honest with you, I wasn't looking for it. No. I really wasn't. I ended up a drug addict. I ended up an alcoholic. You know what I mean? I ended up just hating with a passion. Right. And I mean a passion that was like embarrassing. Um, when enough people stamp on you and you think you can't fall no further, you know what I mean? You go from like an hostel I've just said to you, that's humiliating in itself. When we put people in the gutter... That's where they are. We're going to let them die in a gutter and show them no humanity whatsoever. That's somebody's child. Somebody's nurtured that person for whatever time it took them to hit the skids and ends up in the gutter. You know what I mean? Somebody's brought them up, raised them, educated them. And that person, for whatever reason, has fell through the cracks of society and ended up with a bang on the floor. We're going to just let them die and enough people die like that. You know, you're 
Amy Tees and yeah, Richard There's King a lot more. And, yeah. I was reading the other day, there's like 700 and odd people died in the past year alone on the streets. Yeah. What's, what, what's changing at the moment, of course, is, and this is the really good thing in the last few months, is that everyone's coming together under one banner. So you mentioned housing first. And actually, that is now what, what the City Council, what the Combined Authority are looking to introduce because there's the evidence from overseas that, that it works as a strategy. And what we want to do with the Business Charter is to say we're not all doing our own thing separately because I think that's been the, the picture from the past that be pe- people have set up a little hostel here or, or a shelter there, that sort of thing. No, we've all got to, to do the same thing together and to support the statutory authorities in what they can do with the, the major cash injections and that we as a private and voluntary and charitable sector shouldn't be working on our own thing. We, we need to support that, and, and that's what we've been working at. Um, at the top of the business charter... Um, Can you explain a bit what is the business charter? What does it mean? Ray, do you want, do you want to... It, it, it really, what we decided to do post the event in April, which Carl spoke at and was, you know, really um, very effective at getting the message across, we wanted to help businesses realise how they could support. And so we went to all the frontline services and we got Carl involved in making sure that we were asking the right questions to those frontline services. And we said, what could a business in the Liverpool City region potentially do to help support individuals who are homeless or rough sleeping? So they gave us a shopping list, basically, and said, here are all the things a business might be able to do. So what we've done is devised a charter which gives clarity to the businesses in in the Liverpool City region around this is how you might be able to help. So it's not just financial support. It could be mentoring. It could be work experience. It could be allowing your team members to go and work at some of the frontline service deliverers on their um, you know, CSR days that they're allowed to go and work uh, for a local charity. So there's a whole ruck of, of areas that um, businesses could potentially help. So we want businesses to come and sign up um, to that business charter. We already have seven key business leaders in the Liverpool City region who are part of this, driving this initiative forward. Um, So the likes of Philip Rooney, who is the chair of Professional Liverpool and um, a consultant at DLA is is on that uh, group. And... What we've done is we've said, nominate someone in your organisation who's going to be an ambassador. That ambassador will be trained by crisis to spread that message of understanding throughout your workforce. But then look at the charter, sign up to it, see what it is you can deliver locally to help um, homeless and, and, and rough sleepers. And then report back on a quarterly basis as to some of the success stories so we can keep those positive messages alive and encourage other businesses to sign up. And what we've got at the top of the charter is not um, you're signing up to make a difference on homelessness, you're signing up because you want to do your bit or anything like that. The top of it actually says you're signing up because we want to end homelessness. And we, we sat down the table talking about what we should um, put as the, the aim of this. And we thought, no, actually, this is the overall aim. It, it's ending it because we can do it. When we had the event in April, what we wanted to make sure was that there was positive engagement across the piece because um, when you look at Liverpool City Council with with the um, room room inside initiative, um, you know, with very limited resources, trying the best to make sure that there there is the availability of for, for someone coming in off the street should they wish to take that up. 
But also, as Carl mentioned, you know, with Housing First, that wraparound service and that initiative that's taking place in the Liverpool City region, that's important as well because it is the wraparound service. It's not just a room. It's making sure that all the additional support is in place. So we wanted to give a nod to both the local authority and the combined authority for doing what they can with really limited resources but call upon the business community who do have resources available to make sure they're engaging in a positive way as well. So I think that, that message that Carl talks about on every front of positive engagement is really important because once you start finger pointing or, you know, um, saying, you know, you're not doing your bit, then you're just on a downward spiral. We've just got to make sure that everyone comes to the table and does their bit. And also that, that sense that it's not someone else's problem. It, it's actually a problem that, that we all have as a city. And it's very easy when you get to local government to say, well, local government has a statutory duty to do certain things, but that shouldn't take away the responsibility for sharing the solution that we all have. And, and that's what we've been working working on. How many businesses would you like to sign up to the Charter and how do they get involved very quickly? Okay, well, we've set ourselves a target of at least 200 businesses. um, In the first year. In the first year. (laughs) Might have more. Yeah, yeah. It's not Um, limited. And and we, we, um, you know, will have a launch. We are uh, planning to reach out through the likes of Professional Liverpool membership, the Institute of Directors membership, the BID membership, the Chambers membership, lots of different channels to encourage businesses and and just recently we've had a number of speaking uh, slots at at key uh, membership events and Liverpool Law Society have asked me to come along and talk at their event so just making as much noise as possible it's very easy to sign up Um, there is a website with a landing page being developed currently so um, so yes it you know we'll make it as simple as possible and um, I, I think a lot of good should come from it and finally Do you think we will ever eradicate rough sleeping and homelessness? Do you want to also maybe treat people like human beings and give them a chance of a life? You can can be a very powerful force and you can pick people out of gutter and actually give them a chance. That's all it's about. It's giving people the chance of a life. That should be more important than everything else. If you can eradicate it, it'd be great, but I can never see that happening because the will is never there. You've got a lot of people that want to help out and they will clean up a lot of messes, but some people are just too broken to get fixed. It doesn't mean you can't help them. On that, Sombono, thank you very much for being part of this episode. Thank you. Thanks. Good luck with thank the Thank you charter. very much. Thank you. That's the end of this episode. Thanks to our guests for joining us today, in particular to Carl for sharing his story. If you want to find out more about the Business Charter, head to www.homestreethomelcr.co.uk. Remember to like, rate and subscribe to the Mersey Waves. And if you want to get in touch, why not drop us an email at hello at merseywaves.co.uk.